excited. I'm sweating and y'all don't even know it. That's how happy I am. Giving honor to God who's the head of my life, to Pastor Vic, my sister Rosalind, God bless you. Happy birthday. The Lord did only bless you with a gift of giving up, getting up this morning, but he blessed you a gift of another year. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And we give him thanks for that, for he is worthy. I thank you for seeing all my relatives, my sisters. God bless you, Yvonne and uh, Vanessa, Ward and Michael, <laughs> Katrina, and Sandwich, known as Tamika, <laughs> and all the other offspring. Everybody that's here, thank God bless you. It's good to see you, and I thank God that Pastor Vic allowed me to come and run my mouth for the Lord, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of God. I am not ashamed because where I used to be, I thought it was good, but I found out when I changed my life and dedicated my life over to Christ and got born again, I found that I was on my way to hell on a Greyhound bus. But the Lord allowed the, the bus to run out of gas. So I'm here today to tell you that thank God for salvation. Thank God for grace and mercy. And the Bible says God has made salvation available for all of us. All we have to do is take hold of it. So thank God for that. So that's enough of the preliminaries. Now let me get to the word, the bread of life that helped me. Because I thought Traditionally wise, when you got born again, that was it. You just born. Not go back out into the world. I found out that not to be true. When you're born again, now you got to be discipled by the word of God. He has to lead and guide you through his word to get you. Thank you, Pastor Vic. You saw me sweating, didn't you? And uh, has to lead you and guide you with his word, for his word is life. His word is the truth. And the Bible said the truth shall set you free from the old ways, the law. It'll set you free, so thank God for his word. If you got your Bibles, would you stand for a moment, and I'll sit you back down where it's comfortable to you. you have it, say, amen. I'll just see if y'all paying attention. <laughs> so now I know they all, we're all in the one accord. Second Corinthians, starting at the fourth verse, chapter four, I'm sorry, chapter four, starting at chapter four, and we're going to go down to verses eight, 9, 10, 11. Thank God that we can count. When you have it, say amen. amen. The word of God said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not despaired. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. 
always bearing about the body of the dying of our Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are already delivered unto death of Jesus' sake. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. You may be seated. The trans, the TPT translation says, though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do. But quitting <laughs> is not an option. Quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God will never forsake us. We may be knocked down, but not knocked out. This is the word of God. If I had to put a subject on this today, Michael, it would be, and I know you're listening to me, don't quit. Winning, no matter what. I'm going to tell you a, a small scenario, then I'm going to get back to the Word of God. When I, it was in 1976, I believe, I had just got out of high school, athlete, played three or four sports, scholarships. Going with my wife now, Lurley, we had children in school, one. And I didn't go to school. My mom got mad because I wouldn't go to school. I joined the Army instead because I needed formula for my children. Football and all that was obsolete, but I love my wife so much and I love my children that I needed to go find a job to work to take care of them. So to make a long story short, I joined the military. Signed up, raised the right hand, told her, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And got in there, and first two weeks, see, nobody never told me about the military. First two weeks, got over there, they called me everything but the name my mama gave me. I got very scared, didn't know what to do. Why did I sign up for this? Had me doing push-ups. Low crawling, eating, I mean, I did everything the Army tried to break me to do. So I asked the drill sergeant, how can I get out of this? I think I made the wrong choice. He said, well, you just can't quit. I'm getting to the subject. He said, you just can't quit. So I said, well, how can I get out of this? He said, you have to contact Red Cross, and there's got to be a death in your family or someone's dying in order for Red Cross to release me and put me back into the world. So me, scared to death, but I was all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> and I called my mother. Now this is ironic. Don't, 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 don't take it to the, uh, to the heart, take it to the head. I called my mother, I said, Mama, tell them you dying. <laughs> I'm scared though. I didn't know I was in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Ain't none of us there. I mean, you talk about red neck. This from here was red. My name was Boy. 
So I said, Mama, call, I said, call Red Cross and tell them you're dying. You know what's really stupid? How you going to call somebody? <laughs> right. And tell them you're dying. <laughs> so she said, Anthony, uh, uh, you can do it. Just hold on and pray. Mama, you don't know what they're doing over there. Me, I should never join this. Matter of fact, I even blame your husband, my brother, for getting me in this. Scared to death. Didn't know what to do. And I wasn't the only one. There was quite a few of us. But I never gave up. I kept on until I did 14 years there. So I'm doing, saying this in reference to I didn't quit. So now that I'm on this journey of Christianity, following Jesus to see what the end going to be, I will not quit. See, we're, we're, we're on a journey, and say you're going down south. You're on a journey, you're going down south. All of a sudden, you get a flat tire. That tire is flat, you pull over, you change the tire. You don't pull over and change the tire and stay there three weeks. Change the tire and get back on the journey. You don't get out here in the world, and God has saved you, and now you his child, and all of a sudden something comes up, and you get off your journey. Yeah, man, come back out here, boo, man. That's square what you're doing. Get back on your journey. Amen. This doesn't mean that you're still not saved. There's going to be trials and tribulations, but God said be of good cheer. Yes, yes. He said get back on your journey. Then you continue on. You continue on on your journey. Then there's another distraction. You run out of gas. Now you get back over here. You don't stay 10 years looking for a gas station. Get back on your journey. Amen. See, this, this, this world, the way the world is going today, you see systems are shutting down. Congress are telling on each other now. The Bible said that was going to come. Yeah. There's wars going on. Rumors of wars. People confused, don't know what to do. I was telling my wife the other day, I said, if, if I wasn't saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, cheating would be scared to me. I don't know who's who no more. Amen. Amen. It might look like a woman, <laughs> but it ain't a woman. These are the deceptions of the enemy. And God is trying to tell us, don't be distressed. Don't think you're going to be destroyed. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the way the world is going today is so much going against us Christians. To, they look at us like strange people. Why are you so happy? Why are you not scared your life's going to get cut off? Why are you scared you ain't going to get that job? Because it's not that I'm not worried because I still have the flesh part. But it's who I believe in and who's living inside of me. That ensures me that all is going to be well. So don't quit. We're at a time now where quitting is, is not an option, but it looks so simple to do. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is say, nah, Lord, I try. I'm not done with that. Yeah, that's too hard work, man. I can't. Uh-uh. Get back on your journey. Then I said, well, Lord, how can I do this? 
and I tried it on my own, but every time I tried it on my own, I last maybe a week, a month, maybe a year. And then I go backward. He said, well, I'll tell you what. The book in Philippians say this. In Philippians 1 and 6, it says, I am certain that God who has begun the good work. So when you get born again, I'm talking about discipleship. When you get born again, accept Christ in your life, it's not up to you. You accepted him into you. Now he's doing the work. Yes. He's doing the, the, the changing of desires. He's changing the cravings. He's changing the wanting. Take away the old want-tos and give you brand new want-tos. But these brand new want-tos that he's giving you are to please him and not yourself. See, I had to learn all this because I, I was stuck in the world. So I knew a lot about the world. You can tell me nothing about the world. But it's very contrary to the word of God. God wants the best for us. He wants us to be good. He wants, matter of fact, he wants us to live like Goshen here. He don't want us to live poor and all that. That is not God. He wants us to live good down here, and then we get to have, live even better. But he said in the book that God is doing the work, beginning the good work within you. And he will continue his work and finish it on the day when Jesus comes. So see, the journey, you're going to fall, you're going to get off, but God is still working in you. Yes, yes. Every day he's working in you, changing you, getting you ready to be used for something that go, go glorify him. Yes. And I had to find that out on my own during the trials and tribulations that I was going through. God was just popping all kinds of scriptures in my head. He said, a godly will be forsaken. Uh, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be uh, 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 misinterpreted. Uh, People are going to say bad things about you, but just believe in the one who's in you. I'm doing the work. I'm changing your ways. I'm changing the way you feel about people. I'm changing the way you feel about everything. I'm making you love things that's not lovable. I'm making you love enemies. I'm, I'm teaching you to pray for your enemies. This is God doing the work in me, but it took me so long to realize that I had to let him do the work and not me. Because I was trying to change myself to please you. I was trying to change me on my own to please you. When I should have yielded and said, Lord, it's you that's got to do the changing. It's me yielding to your word and abiding and believing in your word. And I'm here to tell you today, don't quit. It might get hard. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you don't even want to have nothing to do with God. But stop that. You need him. Amen. You need him every day, every second, every hour, every minute. You need him on Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. You see the devil was like, he didn't want me to say that part. But you, but you, but you, you need Jesus is what I'm trying to tell you. Don't quit. Like I said, it gets hard out here. Get frustrated sometimes because most of the time we want things in a hurry, microwave. We want things our way. But you got to realize God's ways are not our ways. In Isaiah 55, I think at 8, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So whenever you try to outthink God, you're already doing something dumb. And I had to learn that in a hard way, but I thank God for allowing me to go through my trials and tribulations because it's getting me where now I don't depend on me no more. I depend on God in everything I do. Used to be me. 
But I, everything I do now, God, if it, this is your will, let it be done. I might not like it, but if it's your will, let it be done. Mm -hmm. And since I've been doing it, everything has fallen in line. Uh, my children have changed because they see their dad has changed. See, life is a preparation. You cannot get mad at your children if they're doing something bad, and you too. Amen. You can't get mad at them, Vanessa. You got to say, well, you know what? Maybe I need to change. My wife had to wake me up and tell me, you know what? I said, Lord, I'm praying for my children. I'm praying for them, Lord. I want them changed quick like I changed. And she told me, it ain't the way it goes, Daphne. You got to change first. God going to change them, but they're watching you. Every move you do, they're doing. Because they think that's the proper right way to do it because you're the dad. But I had to change, humble myself enough to let the grace of God get in my life. So you know what? Go in the mirror. It's you. It's not them. So since I've been doing that, their lives have been changing now. They're now seeking God. Before, we didn't seek God because God wasn't in our lives. The world was in our lives. And that's what we saw. But I'm here to tell you that don't quit. It's going to get hard. But God has got your back. Yeah. He's got your back. Uh, Philippians 2 and 13 says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire, the power, and the ability to do what pleases him. That's what it's all about, pleasing God. And if you please God, everything else in your life is going to go okay. But we got to come out of pleasing ourselves so much and start looking out for each other. Amen. Start helping each other. Start encouraging each other. Quit judging each other because we all got issues. Yeah. All, everybody here got issues. And we all need to help each other. Mm -hmm. ain't, ain't, ain't no better Christian than another better Christian. We all want Jesus away from hell. <laughs> so we have to do what the word of God says. We have to love one another. We have to embrace each other. Yeah. The Bible says esteem others better than yourself. That's hard sometimes to do. But you got to remember, don't quit. Get back on the journey. Because when you get to the of your journey, the end is going to be victorious. You're going to say, I done walked this walk, talked this talk, but look where I'm at today. And then another thing I, I, I was working, the Lord's working me on. Quit judging people because they ain't where you at. Quit doing that. They might not be as saved as you want them to be, but they ain't like they used to be. They ain't like they used to be. So it's going to take time preparation because Jesus is working in them too. And he got his own time in them too also. So you don't judge them. Pray for them. Encourage them and let them see the Christ in you. Let them see the Christ in you. I mean, we're sitting around and act like we all that we so holy. You know, I, uh, I ain't going to say church. But I've been in church. They got, I call them holy policemen. They walk around, they so holy. Look what she got on. Why she ain't shouting? These are holy policemen. And that is contrary to the word of God. God told us to love one another. Treat each other nice. And if you do that, then you'll start gathering in people. See, a lot of times, I mean, my, most of my ministry is outside the streets. And when I talk to people, most of them won't come to church because they say, when I go to church, boom, it's worse than I'm in the street. They, they look at me, won't let me in, talking about I got the wrong clothes on and all that. And that is not God. God said, go out into the hills and the highway and compel them to come. And when they come, it's God going to do the work, not you. 
But they got to see God in you. They have to see God in you. So I just thank God for all that he's done for me, how what he's doing for y'all. But we have to realize, don't quit. Don't give this journey up. It's hard. I know it is because it's hard for me sometimes when I wake up like, oh, man, I got to pray again. Oh. <laughs> What's going on, God? This bill do again? But I know God's got my back. See, I'm never alone. No matter where I go, I know somebody's with me. And his name is Jesus. He's always with me. I don't care. You know, you know what verse really cracked me up? And now I see it now that I didn't been saved and changed my life. You know that verse was say, grace and mercy shall follow. <laughs> I was sitting back thinking, I said, oh, Lord. You mean when I was out there? Yeah. In that room? Yeah. In that hotel? Yeah. Grace and mercy was there, too. That's something to think about, ain't it? All that we had done, grace and mercy was there with us. Waiting on us to say, okay, Lord, that ain't right. Yeah, I <laughs> But we kept on. And grace and mercy was still there. That's why I love God so much that he gave us only be God's son. Yes, Jesus Christ, full of grace. And Jesus paid the price, the ransom for our lives. Shed his blood said we, so we can be forgiven. He, uh, the, the justice was paid by his death. So now God's love is, uh, is, is infinite. God can love with no restrictions. He can love you so much, it'll bring you to repentance. He will love you so much that you say, God, I can't do nothing but love you because you've been so good to me. So I'm here to tell you, don't quit. Don't quit. Hang in there, y'all, because the end's going to be awesome. Just keep on hanging in there. The end's going to be awesome. Uh, when we get there and we all get to heaven, what a day that's going to be. What a day that's going to be. But we all got to get serious. We got to quit playing church. We got to quit practicing phonyism. We didn't got so good now with the cover on our face. We believe it. <laughs> we go home with the same. Say, you know, I ain't nothing. Yeah, take that cover down. Because God wired all of us differently. He didn't wire all of us differently. He got a call on all our life. God ordained us when we were in our mother's womb. He had a plan for us. In your mother's womb, he had a plan for us. And he's the God that went to the end, took that, seen what it was, and brought it to the beginning and said, now in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So God already know you is, so you can't get up here and lie. The worst thing we're going to do is get to heaven and try to lie to God. And I believe he's going to have a sense of humor and he's going to slide over there. Like they got to see the point. They going to get on that slide. He's going to go to hell. That's why it's very serious to be, it's very serious to have a relationship with God, on your own personal relationship. That's what I got. I got a, a relationship with God, not you guys. I love you guys. But my relationship was, is with him. He talks to me and, and, and counsels me, and I talk to him, and he talks back to me. I say, God, what, what should I do? I take three or four steps, and the Holy Spirit like, bing. Okay, Lord, I hear you. Then the enemy will come around on your shoulder. Uh-uh, don't do that. People ain't going to like you. But I said, no, I serve a God that sits high yes, and looks low. Yes, Lord. I serve a God that has delivered me, and he'll do it. Yes. I serve a God that healed me, and he'll do it. Yes. I serve a God that redeemed me, and he'll do it. 
I said, the God that made me holy, and he'll do it. I said, the God that changed me, and he'll do it. Might not be to your liking, but it's to his liking. I even pray and ask the Lord to, to, get, to get me out of the addiction of people approval. That was my biggest hang-up, because I'm a jokester. And comedians love approval. You can't tell a joke and nobody laughs. He's like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> but see, God has delivered me from that addiction of people approval. Who God say I am, that's who I believe. Yes. God say I am righteous. Yes. God say I am holy. God say I have been redeemed. Yes. God say that I, I've been made righteous with him. Yes. I, I stand on that. I don't care how I get out here and act in the world. I always say, well, you know what? I act the fool today, but I am righteous. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanna, yeah, I want to cuss him out, but I am holy. Yes. So you got to keep going back to your stance. Go back to who God say you are, mm -hmm. not the world who God say you are. Mm -hmm. And God said we are, what are we, whatever God said we are, that's who we are. Yes, and we can't take it back. So I'm telling you today, don't quit. Don't give up. Amen. And you ain't got to be this old. Like I said, there's holy police around here where you don't think you don't do nothing wrong. You're living a perfect life. That's all a fable. That's all in your mind. And the worst one I saw, the, the, the fable I saw was God helps those who help himself. Y'all ever heard that before? Yep, yep, yep. I, ain't seen nowhere that, no, I ain't seen that nowhere in the Bible. Amen. God helps whoever needs help. Right. He helped me. Mm -hmm. I needed help, y'all. I'm not ashamed that I needed help. Only way you're going to get healed and get it right is to admit the truth. And I needed help. I was lost out there. And God saved me. And I thank him for that. I thank him for his son, Jesus. I thank him for all that he's done. I thank him for the Holy Spirit who guides and teaches me all day long, corrects me, show me when I'm wrong. Show me that. Go, go back and apologize to that person. He shows me this. And I live a better life, and I sleep good at night. But I'm finna close. I'm gonna tell you a little small story that happened to me here. And I think I shared it with my sister Robin, but the last month or two, my body has been going through something. I don't know what it is, but I wake up every morning, barely, I can barely use my hands, my shoulders, and I'm, I'm a drummer. And I drive buses, so I'm in constant pain. And I said, Lord, what is, what, is, what is this I'm going through? I mean, am I being punished? No, you know, I'm not a God of punishment. But he took me to Paul in the Bible. And Paul had the thorn. And how Paul asked him three times, Lord, remove this thorn. And God was trying to show him, Paul, today about the thorn is that when you are weak, yes, yes. I'm strong. Yes. So when these hurt, depend on me. Yes. I'm sitting there rubbing hemp, Bengay. I mean, I'm tearing it up. I walk out of you, you sneeze when I walk by. Because <laughs> I got all this stuff on me to ease my pain. But God was telling me, I got this. You just keep on depending on me. I got this. I'm down to let you know, whenever you weak like that, I'm strong. I got your back. So I just thank God. Don't quit, y'all. Don't quit. I haven't, been in, I haven't been in this field long, but I'm here to tell you, don't quit. It ain't worth it. Stay on the battlefield. Stay on your journey. 
No matter what happens, stay on your journey. Even if you're not liked, stay on your journey. Because God likes you. And that's all that counts. So I hope I said a word that would penetrate your heart, that would help you out for next week and the weeks to come. But I know it helped me out. And I'm, I'm in a place now where I'm trying to just be an impact in people's life. I don't want to be important. I don't want to have an image, a title, control, or none of that. I just want to be an impact. So when you do get to heaven, yeah, Minister Boone did tell me that. So I just thank God for his word. I thank y'all for allowing me to speak it to you. Thank you, Pastor Vic, Rosalyn. Thank you, D. I mean, I just love you guys. Amen. I mean, everybody can't go anywhere and preach. Every church won't let you in their door if you're not talking the right doctrine. You got to come in there with the fake doctrine they want you to preach. And I'm not into phonyism. I'm not into that. I, I, I tried that too. That doesn't work because you can be so phony until you tell a lie and now you just forgot to lie. And, and they remind you of the lie. So I just thank God for his word. I love God. I depend on God. I need him. I can't do nothing without him. And he has changed my way of thinking, living, breathing, the whole nine yards. But I just love him. I love him because he first loved me. So thank God.